The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm like Charlie. It. <laughs> you oh, fucked me. That's the me. second time in a row you fucked me on the intro. Oh, sorry, man. Let me I, do it I again. I get so excited. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Ironically, you're saying everyone relax. I will point to you when you can talk. Okay. Oh, we're going to be that sort of radio show now. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Okay, go. Now speak. Okay, I like that, though. That was good. This is part two of our uh, Q&A. Yeah. Yeah, our TOEFOP Q&A. Yeah, we're just going to dive right into it because uh, time is short, just like Peter Dinklage. <laughs> this is from Jacob. No, that's good. Let's, let's start by making fun of minorities. <laughs> uh, this is from Jacob. The, and they're the biggest minority because they're, they're also minor in size, little people. <laughs> just in case we haven't made fun of them enough. I'm not. I'm defending them. Um, how would you pronounce that surname? Is that the first question? Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners really ran Not out trying. of creativity. How do you pronounce his surname? I work with this guy, and I don't know what his surname is. S-G-O. How do you pronounce that? How, what sound do you make? S-G-O. S-G-O. Okay, this is from Jacob Scoris. Okay. Hypothetical. We like a hypothetical. Batman is real. What do you mean, Batman is real? Batman is real. Maybe the next bit's the hypothetical. <laughs> And for some reason chooses you as his new sidekick to accompany him on a perilous mission to capture the Joker. For lots of good reasons, I imagine. The company, <laughs> our awesome knowledge of Batman, and our constant support of his yeah, career. Yeah, because that's what celebrities love, is someone sitting next to them telling them all about their career. He wants a yes man. That's what Batman wants. He wants someone to encourage him when he's down and he's missing his parents. He needs a friend, a buddy. He can do all the ask, you know, the ask, the ask kicking. kissing. Oh, right. He can do the ask kicking and we'll do the ask kissing. Yeah, that's right. Our costume will just be a big pair of lips. Yeah. That's, that's my character, the yes man. <laughs> he tells you, however, that this is a one-way mission. Oh. Your death is a certainty. Yeah. Do you take him up? So a better claw- plan. Come up with a better plan, Batman. <laughs> Aren't you meant to be some kind of like tactical genius? I'm really into you, Batman, and you always come out on top. So why do I have to die? I know you've killed one of your Robins. Yeah. What, what's, what's going Mate, on with that? What's that? You go through Robins fast, and the spinal tap goes through drummers. Yeah, exactly. This is, is this some comic? Th- am I comic relief? Is that what I am to you? <laughs> I'm disposable comic relief. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, 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 Well, I want you to go into battle dressed as Robin. I'm just going to be filming on my own phone. Here. No, no, this isn't going to go up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Bat- Batman's just been given his own YouTube channel. Yeah. And he's like, I've got to get some content. <laughs> Will Ferrell is kicking my ass. That guy's hilarious. I'm going to start killing Robins. Just get my hits up. <clears throat> Do you take him up on it for the glory of being Batman's sidekick? Or turn down his offer and live a long, reasonably happy life? Oh, no, I would definitely die for Batman. For sure. Like, if Batman came to me and said, like, you know... If people would remember that I was one of Batman's assistants... Like, whatever I've achieved in my career... And I feel like that I could die now and I'd be happy that I kind of... Achieved part of what you wanted. I was saying this to someone the other day... That all I really ever wanted to do was to be, a like, a stand-up comedian. And 
I've spent the majority of my life, I've spent 17, 18 years being a stand-up comedian and I've had times where I've shared the stage with my heroes, my absolute heroes. And oh, I've got to, stop it. To do gigs with I'm me. blushing. I'm just going to let you live in that world because I'm <laughs> dying now and I want you to like remember me well. So I'm not going to burst your little bubble. Well, I'm probably going to do the eulogy, so it's probably better I go out with like... Oh, so I, should, yeah, yeah. so I should butt you up a little bit <laughs> yeah. as well. Otherwise I'll get up and go, yeah. first thing about Will being dead, he's a cat. Yeah. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> He did not say one nice thing to me before he died. We were on a stage only weeks ago. Uh, so I, I'm ready to die. All right. So if Batman came to me and said, like, you know, it's time, that would that would be a great way to go. I'd rather that than get old and just sort of, like, you know, fade into, you know, it's better, to, what, what, what is it, to burn out than to fade away or whatever the, yeah, yeah. the lyric is. Listen to me, I have something to say. It's better to fade out than, no, to die young than to fade away. Burn out than to fade away. So Pretty much exactly so what, what I said. said. <laughs> Neil Young, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we both got to the same place. You just took the scenic route. <laughs> but we both got there. It's Neil Young and yep. the scary guy from Highlander. That's both yep. them guys. <laughs> the Kurgan, whatever his name was. Um, so, uh, <coughs> yeah, I'd be fine with that. I, I, if, Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, it's not like... Like, imagine that. If you're doing my eulogy, you're like, Will Anderson, popular stand-up comedian, and also Batman's assistant. Okay. That would be the best. Who's, a, mo- who's a modern day Batman? If like uh, Corporal Ben Roberts, whatever his name is. Okay. Is that his name? Let's not go with whatever his name is because when people make fun oh, yeah. of these guys, they get in heaps people of trouble. Okay. Yeah. The Victoria Cross guy. Yeah. So he comes to you and he says... Recipient, not winner. He says, Will, uh, I have some intel here. Yeah. That, you know, Al-Qaeda is working from this location. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I need you to come with me. You are, you are key to us taking down this empire. Yeah. But you're going to die. Will you do it? I'll say, Ben, can you dress as Batman and ask me? <laughs> <laughs> when you say it's a black ops, can we dress as Batman? Is that what we have to do? Because if, if I can dress as Batman, I'm in. At least put these little ears in your beanie. All right. You don't have to dress like him, but just go over in the shadows and go, say it in this voice. <laughs> we have a mission. That's all. That's all I need. And I'm, I'm happy to help out. Uh, oh, yeah, I think I would also, as is, is, weird as that sounds, if, and I don't know what this situation is. Okay, so say the most evil person on the planet. Say Robert Mugabe, right? Uh, Robert Mugabe, uh, I don't know, he, he finds some of my clips on YouTube yeah. and he thinks I'm hilarious, right? Yeah. And so he invites me to do a concert, like, you know. Bring him to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and the government hear about this and they say, well, this is finally our opportunity yeah. to kill Robert Mugabe. So yeah. we're going to put, only, the only way we can do it undetected, because they're going to search you and everything, is to put an actual explosive in your body yeah. that they will then, yeah. you hug him. Yeah, because we'll di- you've been asked to do a tight five at yeah. his like, inauguration or whatever yeah. they do for dictators. And so you're going to be close enough to him yeah. that, you know... Uh, well, Mugabe has this thing that every time someone entertains him, at the end he'll give them a big hug. A big hug. hug, yes, right. And that's when you have to set it up. Yeah. So you have to get implanted with a bomb and yeah. detonate it. And you have to yell something out. <laughs> because, you know, normally bombers always yell something out before they press the button. Yeah. You don't want to yell out? What? Everyone relax. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get a little toe-fop plug in at the end. Yeah. It might get the hits of the podcast up. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, because people are going to like, you know, when I'm dead and I'm a hero, um, people are going to suddenly be interested in the podcast. (laughs) It's the best publicity we could ever have. (laughs) So, Um, I don't know. I I don't know if I go on that suicide mission. I just, I just think that I would want some guarantees in place. I mean, mean? well, 
if it's just a case, I mean, there's always a theory that the only reason Batman had Robin was because he's a decoy. Batman wears dark, hides in the shadows, and he hides a little kid wearing like bright colours to run around, and that you know draws gunfire away from. It's a fair point. So if that's all I'm going to do... It's like the guy, you know, which is a well-trodden path that people have talked about, but it's like the guy in the different coloured shirt on Star Trek episodes. Yeah, yeah, the red shirts. You always knew you were going to be in trouble. Uh, Yeah, the red shirts. They're the ones who'd always die. Yeah. Yeah. So so Robin's a bit like that in some ways. Definitely. Robin's a bit like, "Um, Batman, I get why you're dressed in black because we work at night in the shadows. But I am dressed as a colourful bird. Yeah. (laughs) The first costume you gave me was just a giant white sheet with a red circle yeah. on it. And one of those high-res orange vests yeah. that people are working at night. Batman, why have you put me in a fluorescent car? Yeah. Is this really with a siren on the top? And is it really important to mark all my vital organs yeah. with a texture? I like this new suit. It's multicolored, and yet it has this target in the middle of it. Yeah. What? Are we sure this is what we're going for? Uh, yeah, so I would want to know that at least I'm going to use the, get to use the grappling gun or, you know, drive the Batmobile. Oh, yeah. Because what's the point otherwise? And, you know, I, if, if I die and it still goes down as Batman's bust and not the heroic death of Charlie Clawson, a.k.a. Robin, yeah. then, I, you know, I don't, I'm not into it. I want some kind of, like, lasting legacy. I, I, okay, I, I think the glory would be enough. <laughs> and the chance to meet Batman. Ronnie Schiller Johnson asks, if you had to give up one of your senses in exchange for one of them being greatly enhanced, which would you give up? Which would you enhance? Bear in mind, I am referring to the five regular senses. Oh, okay. So I can't use my sixth sense <laughs> no. that I see dead people? Yeah. Right. Your empathy. Um, so uh, let's run through the five senses just so we're on the same page. <laughs> they are. We'd better be able to do it now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm thinking. Is hearing. Hearing. Smelling. Yeah. Tasting. Yeah. Seeing, Seeing. Sight. Sight. And touch. Touch. All right, cool. So that's a five. Yeah. So you can have one gone completely enhanced, but you have to lose one in return. Yeah. All right. So what's my favorite sense? That's the first thing I've got to work out. Which is, do I like one sense more than the other sense? Touch, that's pretty good. Like, I couldn't live without touch. Yeah. Because that's like, you know, I yeah. mean, that's quite important. Um, uh, okay. Seeing? Well, I'm that's pretty important. Here. I want to be able to see. Yeah. And I want to be able to hear. Um, okay, taste. I don't think I could get rid of taste because I love, you know, food. Okay, can I get rid of smell and keep my taste though, can't I? Because, yeah, yeah. In smell, this universe. Cause, yeah, because in real life, if you lost your sense of smell, you might also lose your sense of taste. But yeah, yeah. I could live without my sense of smell. Okay. I mean, this, I like smelling. Like, you, you know, freshly oh, baked bread or... Do you reckon that would that? But losing your sense of smell, and I know we're saying you can still taste it if you put it in your mouth, but losing your sense of smell actually would probably affect your eating habits greatly because you're not going to be tempted walking past a bakery anymore. No. Oh, I, I still would because when I put things from a bakery in my mouth, they taste delicious. <laughs> and you've and, learned that after 38 years. Yeah. And what I might actually do... Oh, hang on. Is that the thing from Back to the Future? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hang on. Uh, senses. Okay, so... You'd still eat. I don't need to see any better than I see right now. So I'm happy to leave that how it is. Uh, we should just explain. That was my um, my phone that rang. That's why we got interrupted. And you may have detected the theme was the Back to the Future thing. <laughs> you were like, is that the theme from Back to the Future? <laughs> then that's my phone. <laughs> um, so... Uh, 
my sight's fine how it is. My hearing, I'm losing it a little bit, but I don't think I would like to hear better than I hear. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I don't need to improve either of those. I don't think I need to improve my sense of touch. Greatly I'm fine with that. To super, yeah. superhero standards. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want an increased sense of touch. I reckon, yeah, I, re- I would be happy to trade off my sense of smell for an increased sense of taste. But what about when you ate disgusting stuff? I would not eat disgusting stuff. Have you- That's what I do right now, not eat disgusting stuff. But you try stuff, don't you? Well, I mean, I well, What about when you, I mean, if it's greatly enhanced, think about this. You go to drink milk, you're not sure... You've lost your sense of smell, so you can't tell. So you have to taste it. It's the only way you're going to know. But that sour milk hits your tongue, and it's like battery acid down your throat. You don't get over it for, for weeks. That's I mean, how strong your sense of taste is. That, maybe you're living in some crazy world, Charlie, where you're eating out of dumpsters <laughs> and eating, drinking milk that's days over the expiry date. But I don't do that. I just throw the milk out and buy some new milk. It costs $2. Oh, shut up. Have you never like gone, uh oh. I'm Never. not sure about this. No, I, I'm... But sometimes milk goes sour before its expiry date. Yeah, but that's, I have a refrigerator, which I keep the milk in, which stops it from doing that. I don't know what crazy hovel you're living <laughs> in, your cave. <laughs> you're like, like wombat collecting, You're collecting cigarette butts and... Are, are, you, are you saying you've never accidentally drunk sour milk? Or... Uh, never. Oh, shut up. Absolutely never. What about food that's gone off? No, never. Cheese? Uh, I don't think so. Have you never been at a dinner party or, or, or something where something gets handed around you've never eaten before and you try one and go like, ugh? No. What about cake when they put marzipan in cake? I enjoy marzipan. Oh, you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to understand that as a vegetarian, the sort of things that I end up trying most of the time, you know, come from a pretty simple sort of palette of yeah, but flavors and yeah, stuff. it's not like um, it's not like you can control your sense of taste now, though. So, like things that you used to like, like salt and vinegar chips, are going to be unbearable for you. No, no, because it's super enhanced. Like it's it hasn't it isn't hurting me. It's like I'm just getting more of the deliciousness out of it. Is that what it's like? Yeah. It's not like it's overwhelming. No, no. It's and plus, if it's a superpower. Then you can control it. She never mentioned. Oh, we made it a superpower. Yeah, okay. of course, because we put right. the toe foot prism. Yeah, okay. So maybe it's just an operation. I can only, yeah, I have to yeah. lose. Okay. No, I'm still fine with that. Because imagine, like, you know, when you get a little, like, stoned and you eat and you like, oh my God, it's the thing why do I ever, like, eat a meal? Because it's like, I've said this before, but it's like if someone said to you, hey, you can sprinkle this powder on your food and it'll taste twice as good. Yeah. Like, that's what it's like. So yeah. this is just, I've got that in my mouth All constantly. Yeah. So it's pretty much just stoned. Yeah. <laughs> and stoned and can't smell. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I reckon that'd be great. And you'd only eat things that you knew were going to be delicious because once you've got that heightened sense of, you know, taste, all you'd be doing is searching, searching the world, out for, finding out the most delicious things to taste. That might be a slippery slope. Maybe it's like a dog's hearing, like when you've got super tasting. Like maybe, just say like, um, like candles are actually really delicious. It's just our tongues aren't uh, developed enough to realise that like candles are the most delicious tasting thing in the world. But you realise it one day when you're eating wax. Yeah. And you know what I do then? I eat a lot of fucking candles and not give a fuck. If they're delicious and I think they're delicious, I'm going to eat them. I don't care. You're like those dudes that they do, the, you know, the Dr. Phil interventions on because you've eaten your car or something. They're doing x-rays and you've got like 16 candles in your gut. Every, every, every the, the DVD and the video. Um, no, I... Um, Boom! <laughs> Boom! Everyone relax. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, I'd be the sort of guy who, on my birthday, didn't eat the cake, just ate the candles off the top of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Cake disgusts me now. But I'd be happy to get older every year because, like, there'd be more and more candles. But then one year, they'd, like, just put, like, one candle because I got too old. And I'd be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you go to, like, wax museums. You start, get, like, salivating. Oh, you see, man. Like, Imagine Beyonce. <laughs> uh, Charlie, now this is the greatest thing ever. Because if I discovered that wax was the most delicious thing with my heart and thing, I could then have private nights at Madame Tussauds where I... Ate celebrities. Ate celebrities. Yeah. That's awesome. Who would you start with? Oh, God. Depends how hungry you are. Yeah. Oh, no, it'd be sexual early on. Oh, really? Yeah, definitely early on. So you'd be like caressing like... Uh, like you could eat like... Carrot top. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Someone famous is always in a Madame Tussauds. Like Beyonce. Beyonce. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, okay. So imagine that. Like you can just go in and eat Beyonce's boob. <laughs> and it's delicious. <laughs> that you'd start with a boob? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you start I with, with the Beyonce, boob. I'd have to start with a booty. She's really delicious. Yeah, but the booty's like a main course. Yeah, right. Like the an boobs entree. are entree. Just nibble on the nipple. Yeah. Work your way through the breast. Yeah. And then say some room and for the butt. Yeah, say some room for dessert. That's what I'm saying. Would you eat Jay Z's dick? Yeah, damn straight. <laughs> but the next day, because, you know, we all know it's legendarily huge. So it's, you know, I'd have to go for a run or something in the morning to clear myself out. Um, what about you? Is there any of your senses that you would happily get rid of? Or is I there anything that you want super I need to keep my eyes and get my hearing. Touch, I think. I'd be. So I, I can, it's enhanced. So I have control of it in a way. It's not like I'm really sensitive and ticklish all the time. Oh, no. Well, if I can't turn off my okay. you know, tasting thing, I'm you can't. I'm super. Yeah, you're super Well, that would be irritating because you couldn't sleep or anything. Correct, right. So that's what I think too. I think I'd be the same. I think I'd go without smell as long as I can taste stuff yeah. still. Oh. All right. Sorry, Good. that was a more, very interesting. But <laughs> we'll explore it thoroughly. This is from Brad Graham. We have already discovered that Charlie would be a gritty ra. What? Oh, okay. We already discovered that Charlie would be a gritty rail driver like middle order batsman. Oh yeah, because of your beard. What would Will be? Oh, so in, just in general, or like as like a as cricketer. a cricketer? Yeah. Okay. Well, you'd be like a Bruce Reed. Like a lanky paceman. Really? Yeah. You don't look like a batsman. You're too tall. Too tall for a batsman. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, lanky Bruce Reed type. Glenn McGrath type. You'd have to lose a few pounds, but you know. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. We'll give you Merv's views if you want. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm happy to be Merv. I think Merv's much more like me. Although you're not really quick. You could be... Uh, do, do you get big spin bowlers? Nah. Not really. It's not what's really. The, what's the point? Yeah. But you could be the first. I mean, I could be like Tim May or someone. Do you remember Tim May? He was like big. And was he, he was big? like a Yeah, he was oh, quite okay. tall, Tim May. And he had like a, um, you know, he bowled just gentle off spin, which is about what I'd be. <laughs> gentle off spin. <laughs> it doesn't really strike fear into a batsman's heart. You're going to receive, well, look out, Tim May's coming up. Yeah. He's going to slug you with some gentle off spin. Yeah. I've essentially been, I'm like. Look, He's going to caress the ball. I'm not sure I'll ever be that good, but I can bowl 40 overs on a hot day in India. <laughs> But you look like you look like a bowler, okay. physically. Don't All you think? Right. Yeah, well, I suppose that. Oh, you like know what? You could be a keeper. But... You could be like a um, a Gilchrist type keeper. Gilly, I'd be happy to be Gilly. Yeah, no, because you kind of have a similar. 
look to Gilly. All right, I'm Similar. happy with that. Yeah. Okay, I'm much better. I'm I'm, very I'm very happy with that. All right. Also, I feel like I'm the sort of bloke who wouldn't want to bat properly or just like to go to slog. Yeah. And hopefully be awesome at it. Could like you Gilly play was. shots at cricket? No, I just used to slog. It's a rubbish. Oh no, no, I was the opposite. Like I couldn't slog. Right. Like I I was like quite determined because you know what I'm like. If I if I want to try to succeed at something, I just keep fucking rocking up until people you know, either like me or Jesus tell me to Christ. fuck off. Yeah. Like, that is really the, the secret of my showbiz career. Doesn't have much talent, but boy, yeah. is he persistent. Fuck, he's persistent. <laughs> oh, well, he's going to be here. We might as well fucking listen to him. <laughs> so I was a bit like that as a cricketer as well. I would just try to stay in for as long as I could. But that is a style of batsman. They're like Steve Ball was like yeah. that. He just but dig I, in like a tick. Yeah, but it, it, it bores the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, I bored the shit out of me. Yeah. Why did you not move? Did you just not have... I was not very good. Okay. I just didn't have the talent. My brother... So what, were you just defending or just... Defending. I mean, I played, like, I literally, like, made a few decent scores, but I never made 100 playing cricket ever. Like, not even in the backyard, I don't reckon. I don't ever... Wasn't ever good enough to make 100 even playing against my brother who was much younger than me in the backyard. You're right-handed? I'm right-handed, yeah. Right. yeah. I Because I'm left-handed, but I used to bat right-handed. They say that... Well, that's actually... A lot of the world's best cricketers are people who bat with the opposite hand to what they are. Really? Yeah. I've always told that was a disadvantage. It's the same for golf, because you don't have your strongest arm Exactly, the but they, they, the theory is... And the, uh, um, the theory was that... Because that your dominant hand uh, should actually be... Your top hand, not your bottom hand. Right. Right? So, if you think about cricket, if you're batting right-handed, you're using your left hand most of the time. That's like your top hand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they... So, I mean, Ricky Ponting is no, right... No. If you're batting left-handed, you, is your, bottom, your bottom hand's left. So, if I'm batting right-handed, that's my left hand. It's my, 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 my non-preferred hand is behind the bat. Yeah, so... No, you know... So, okay, so Will is just getting up and demonstrating <laughs> so we can talk through right, this. I'm right-handed, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm holding the cricket bat like this. Right? Yeah, you said your overhand. Okay, right. I get you. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So this is your left hand, right? Yeah. So that's really left hand. The power hand. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Right? Because that's the hand that you... So there's a lot of batsmen like Sachin Tendulkar and a whole bunch of you know superstars who... And even Adam Gilchrist batted left-handed, but he's a right-hand throw and a you yeah, know, right-hand right. fieldsman and all that sort of thing. And it's been a really successful... Uh, the majority of the... I think Brian Lara was a, a left-handed bat who threw right-hand. And so it's, it was quite a, a theory that now it should be the other way around. And what they've been teaching people for generations was actually the wrong thing. Yeah, right. God yeah. damn it. Well, no, I should have been better. <laughs> What's interesting, about? my dad, who was an excellent cricketer, like, you know, state-level sort of cricketer, and played for like 50 years... He is a right-hander who batted left hand. Yeah, right. And he was much better at cricket than I was. <laughs> Heaps better. Uh, this comes all the way from Ben Clark. If it was to like love songs and dedications, it'd be like, this is from Ben Clark. It's always like, uh, this is from Kylie. Yeah. She's got a boyfriend who's on the HMS Sydney. Yeah. He's obviously just come into town and got her pregnant. Yeah. And she wants to send this Anuichi song out to Ben. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? That was just that was just the. Are you, were you being my breathing, yeah. or were you agreeing? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was always like, you're a sexy toe fob now. Yeah. You can't hear it because you don't have headphones on, but it sounds good. It does sound good. Sexy toe fob. What if I'm we just? Do uh, I'm sure. Every show is like this. So Ben yeah. Clark asks, if you could remake everybody, everybody relax. <laughs> it's it's going to be okay. If you could 
if you could remake any movie you wanted to. Yeah. But the only catch is you can only cast musicians that have had number one hits. Okay. What movie would it be? And who would you cast? Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, it would be the movie Inception. <laughs> and I would cast Justin Timberlake as Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't understand this question. What is the point of it? I don't think there's a point. I just wanted to know. If you could remake any movie you wanted to, but the yep. only catch is you can only cast musicians that have number one hits. What yep. would you cast? Yep. Well, what's, well, explain your answer then. Well, Justin Timberlake has had a number one hit. Yeah, but why I cast him why in that film? Well, because I just think that that film would be fine if Justin Timberlake played the, the character that Leonardo DiCaprio plays. It'd still be a good film. Um, I would remake Men in Black... And I'll get Will Smith to do the same theme song as well as star in it. <laughs> That's technically cheating, but you get what you're saying. I like it. All right. This is from uh, Jess Napier. Not the Jess Napier. I wouldn't think so. She's hot, Jess Napier. She's hot. I, I've always had a real thing for her. She's very cute, very she lovely would come girl. To, she would come to my shows. And uh, but I think because her friend was a fan of mine rather than her being a fan of mine. Okay. But I'd always run into them after shows. And, like, you know, I was always like, she's really hot. I wish she came to my shows because she liked me. <laughs> anyway, so if you're out there, Jess, this one's for you. <laughs> this is my love song and dedication to Jess Napier. Seen as Will said he enjoyed the Hunger Games movie, what would each of your strategies be if you were forced to participate? Oh. What if you were both in the games together? Would you team up? Uh, I'd hope so. <laughs> It'd be a bad time to find out that you don't have my back. Um, no, no, I, yeah, I, I mean, you, you'd be handy to have around. As a target. <laughs> As a distraction, yeah. like Robin. Yeah. Charlie, we're in the Hunger Games. Now you have to dress in this like, bright red outfit with his target on the front. Uh, yeah, I think we would team up. Definitely. I'd be fine with that. I'd, I'd need someone to talk through it with, you know. Yeah. That sort of thing. Although I think... Plus, in the Hunger Games, you haven't seen it yet, have no. you? But Is it televised? Yes. Yeah. Right. And part of it is like you can get sponsors. So if you're an entertaining person, like part of it is, you know, because there's this kind of storyline and I don't think I'm giving anything away. It's like it was the most popular book in the world and everyone who's seen the movie probably, you know, has seen the movie by now. But there's this kind of ongoing storyline that she hooks up with the guy that, you know, but he's always been in love with her. And you're not really sure from the way that it's played if she's in love with him at all. Because right. she's got this guy, Liam Hensworth, back on the, you know, Farm? On the farm, in yeah. the bush, in yeah. section 12. And, but she's told by Woody Harrelson that, like, you know, you can get people to sponsor you and stuff and get involved in your story if, yeah, that you've got a story. Yeah. So you're always never sure whether she's just playing their relationship so that they can both survive this game. Right, know? right, right, right. So, um, so you can get sponsors and like, so they'll get injured and they'll send in like, you know, magic stuff that fucking makes the, you know, injuries go away. And stuff. They have that? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Medicine. Ah. But it's very it's expensive magical. and oh. you need like, you know, Is it based sponsors. in, is it like mystic or is it like? No, it looks just... like deep heat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me in this nihilistic vision of the future, what is the groundbreaking medicine you use to fix wounds? Uh, deep heat? Yeah, deep heat. Um, bingo. Uh, just have a radox bath. And some Vaseline. <laughs> um, okay, so so we, we'd want sponsors. So I think together we could, like, you know, entertain people enough that... 
You yeah, know. well, I well, entertain. That would be you because you know you got a, got a good work ethic. I think mine would be, uh, this is pointless. We're probably going to die. We're just like, can we smoke any of these trees? <laughs> Randy, let's just sit here where we are and just get killed. What's the point of running, Will? What is the point? And, and while you're doing that out loud, I've hidden up a tree and everyone kills you. <laughs> yeah, just, and then I ambush them. <laughs> you're just quietly walking away from me. <laughs> yeah, it's a continue to talk, yeah. funny guy. Continue yeah. to talk. Yeah. <clears throat> what about your weapon? Like, what sort of, Do you have any weapon oh, training? Yeah. Is there anything that you could... Yeah, I know how to fire a gun. Do you get guns? No. No guns. Um, no, they're kind of, you know, old-fashioned. Yeah, you get, there's an the arrow, arrow and there's knives, knives. and there's... Well, I'm not a stabby stuff. person. Can I, I'll have a bow and arrow or a really long stick with a sp- spike on the end. <laughs> so I don't have to get too close to people. Because I just... The idea of pushing a blade into someone's body makes me feel a bit sick. But if I did it from enough distance... But then you have to shake them off the end of your stick. <laughs> Do you know? Let's go! It's like... You have to get up close to pull out your stick anyway. Well, I'll do, you know what? I, I, for some reason, I could easily bludgeon someone's head in. Yep. But I couldn't stab them. Yeah. So just give me like a baseball bat. Yeah, I'd like one of those ones with the spikes. Is that a mace? Is that what oh, that's called? Fuck, that's still stabbing people, Will. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I didn't say I didn't want to stab people. Okay. You said you didn't want to stab oh, people. Oh, right. I thought you were agreeing with me. No, you're happy to, quite happy to stab. Yeah. Yeah, that would be effective. I mean, you're kind of fucked if you come up against it. If you don't have a blade and you come up against a guy with a blade, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Aren't you? I guess so. I mean, how many of the turtles... Well, two of the turtles had blunt force instruments. Donatello had the staff, yep. Michelangelo had the nunchucks. Yep. Raph had the size, Leonardo had the blades. Yeah. And those guys did all right. New <laughs> <laughs> from Michael Bay. <laughs> the Hunger Games are back, but this time, there's turtles. <laughs> Um, all right, I've got a couple more to go. Okay. This is from Alistair Wills. Will or Charlie? Thank you, mind. Of the three performers from the Superpod... Of the three performers from the Superpod, if you yep. had to fuck one, marry one, and kill one, who would you choose and why? Okay, so this is that game that yep. people play. You get three people and you have to fuck, marry, kill. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. Do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I guess I would... Uh, well, I've spent a lot of time with you. Yep. Ten years, I'd kill you. Because, you know, it's time to make some new friends. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. Um, sure. I would fuck Dave Anthony because I think it would really annoy him and that yep. would just make me laugh. Okay, yep. And I'd marry Greg Berent because he's a sweetheart. All right. Um, well, I would... Uh, I'd I'd have to kill Dave, just because <laughs> I feel like at some stage he would kill me. If, yeah. given, if if he's playing this game, good point. He might be saying he's going to kill me. So if I've got an opportunity, I'm going to have to kill him. First. And I think there's certain days where Dave would welcome it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you catch him on the right day, it might be like a win-win. I, I feel like he would think it was sweet relief <laughs> that I was doing him a favor. You know, so just I, after he's watched the news yeah. at night, yeah, exactly. Pop round, particularly rolled about something. He's just spent 20 minutes on Twitter. <laughs> I'll come around and kill him. Put him out of his misery. Uh, I'm going to have sex with Greg. All right. Because his skin is soft. Yeah. And like he, he, he's like a cool version of what he's, I would like to be like. He's almost like a chick. The amount of attention that goes into his hair and wardrobe. Man. And he wears cardigans. Like he yeah. kind of looks like the sort of girls I'm into. Yeah. That's so true. I'm fine with that. He looks like he could be like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if Ellen DeGeneres. Although I would be into Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> 
I like if if there's a rockabilly Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. That would be great. All right. And then so I'll... We're getting I'll, married. Yeah, I'll marry you. No, no, well... You'd be good company. I, I, I'd be happy to be married to you. virtually a marriage. Yeah, I, exactly. I clean. Yeah. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Not when I've taken mushrooms. <laughs> but other times. I'm a pretty good house guest. Yeah, no, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of... I'm sim- more than happy to fucking stay at home while you go off and earn some money. Yeah. Exactly. I'll keep the house clean. I feel like that the you cats. would. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally down. Let's get yeah, married. Totally. Well, as soon as they legalise it. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Um, a final question is from Mark Cannon. Awesome name. Mark Cannon. I feel like that's a famous, there's a famous Mark Cannon. Oh, yeah, the photocopy guy. Uh, it's no double N on this one. Or maybe this guy invented, maybe this Mark invented the Cannon. The Cannon. Yeah, right. And he travelled through time <laughs> to this point. <laughs> Would make sense. Yeah. Part of our demo. If a bank put $100,000 into your account. Yes. How long would you leave it in there? Would you tell them and let it sit for four years or would you spend it? I know what not to do. I know what not to do, lol. Uh, It feels like that last sentence was unnecessary. Um, So somebody puts... uh, What what is not to do? I don't know. It's confusing. Okay. Is my point. I think let's just go with the first bit of it that we understand, (laughs) which is a bank puts $100,000 into your account. What do you do? Well, I would... uh, I'd just sit on it. Oh, you know what, though? I mean, I have so little money in my account. Like, there's no way I could possibly justify not noticing $100,000. So, I don't know. I I just think I'd have to... I don't want to get into any shit. I think I'd let them know. Or would I withdraw it? Oh, you know what I'd... You know what I'd do? Is I would shift it onto a credit card and then purchase something that I really needed. And then say, like, I wasn't aware because, you know, we have payments coming in all the time. I've got payments going out all the time as well. We often get, like, amounts like that coming in that I've got to put out. I just went and purchased something for the business, which happened to be a Ferrari. We're now doing a podcast in a Ferrari. <laughs> it uh, was vital. Do you reckon I could get away with that? I, I think that you could, you'd have plausible deniability maybe. Like, I don't think it would legally, um, you know, protect you. No. But I certainly, like, I will go, because I have a weird way of getting paid because I do, mostly my income comes from doing comedy festivals. I will do, like, three months of shows in a row at festivals, but then I might go four months living overseas, barely earning a cent. So I get to points where I will have absolutely no money in my account, and then I will have, like, almost a year's worth of money come into my account when some festivals, you know, get paid. So. It could be feasible yeah. that I could say, I, you oh, know, like I just... expecting a large that, amount of money. Yeah. 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 So would you just... I mean, but I you might would, look but, at it and go, you, fuck, I had some good but festivals. You, but, <laughs> but you know, but you know this is illegal, like yeah. that it's not yours. So, I know, I, but I, I'd be willing to just go, if I have, like, if I feel like I can get away with this, I would have a go at getting away with it. Yeah, you'd want to... I'd put it on my mortgage, probably, because... If, if I just sat it in my mortgage... Yeah, right. Because that's what I do with the money I have anyway. It sits in my mortgage until, you know, I need to use it for whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would just whack it into my mortgage and, yeah. and give it a bit of... Oh, yeah. just when big, when big numbers come in, I always just flick them into my mortgage and they sit there and then when I have bills to pay or whatever, that's, so that's you, my money. You've got much more plausible deniability than me. That'd be like, you, Mr. You just have a You, just have you a live in a cardboard box. Your, your toilet is outside your house. Your last three years' income were a bag of nails and a peanut. <laughs> uh, we need to wind this yes. up because I've got to go uh, catch some hilarious comedy. 
Um, please go to our Facebook page and participate. Um, that's how these questions came about, was you guys getting uh, involved in the show, and we love that. Um, if you are downloading off iTunes, can you please write a review or rate us, because that helps with our rankings. Um, we're also on uh, Twitter at TweetFop. And what else? That's, that's it, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. Okay. Oh, uh, there's like a Tumblr page, you know, uh, Tofop Quotes. And if you... Oh, we should mention this because we haven't mentioned this for a while. One of the things that we really dig is people, like, you know, take their favourite quotes or conversations or whatever out of the show and they post them on Tofop Quotes on Tumblr or they put them on Tofop Quotes on Twitter. Yeah. And I really dig that. So, you know... Do more of that, please. Do more of that. That'd be awesome. If anyone actually wants to transcribe anything from the Superpod, that'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, that would be unreal. Maybe just your favourite scene or whatever if so that we can start I want to piece it together in really different ways like you know I think that we've got that there's enough sort of recorded stuff there's a little bit of video yeah. um, you know we're still working on trying to get you know, ret- retrieve the original recording maybe you know yeah. um, we could piece it all together into something really special and, and I really dig that idea so if you've got anything to contribute to that then um, yeah that'd be awesome too you heard him teabaggers get involved yeah. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson I'm Will Anderson <laughs>